I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute, and if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Evan, I'm your host, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. I just have some general little life updates for you guys, because um, this past weekend was my brother's 21st birthday, so we, which is so exciting, because he's the youngest, so now all four of us are, you know, over 21, which kind of sucks from the designated driver standpoint, but it's great for us just being able to, like, go out and have a good time, because up until now we've had to wait till we're like in a foreign country to be able to do that together so it's a very welcome change but we did epcot you know where you can like drink around the world we were just having the best time it kind of sucked because it was on a sunday you know ideally we'd be doing it on a saturday but his birthday was on sunday uh and it was great because the night before the our waitress was a doll and kind of looked the other way and let him drink the day before his uh 21st birthday so I won't name any names or where we were but shout out to that waitress (laughs) and again we were just having a great time at Epcot and then we're on Soren which is like all of our like one of our favorite rides and it usually has a really long wait and while we're in line this guy is like you know how they play the little movie beforehand when you go on a lot of rides like make sure that you you know keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle whatever And so as this is going on, there's this guy who's loudly says something like, yeah, y'all better keep your hands in. Or I don't remember what he said, but something like that. And Trey looks at me, he goes, that's Tracy Morgan. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, why would Tracy Morgan be like drawing attention to himself? And he's like, but that's his voice and it looks like him. And I'm like, no, you're crazy. So we get on the ride and we are seated in the back row and diagonal from us this person who is allegedly tracy morgan is like right in our eye view and kenzie is making fun she's like because during was it the academy awards golden Golden globes when he gave the award out to the movie soul he pronounced it sal (laughs) and so kenzie's sitting there next to me on the ride we're buckled in and she's like sal Because at this point, we have we, we don't know. We think this is just a random man. What makes me also think it's not Tracy Morgan is it's very clear instructions that anything that you need to put um, under your seat, you put it in the little pouch. You don't put it on your floor. Because if you've been on Soren, you know the whole thing kind of lifts up into the sky. And... This person didn't do that. The person, the Disney person has to come over and be like, sir, can you please like put your things like under your seat? And he's like, oh, yes, sorry. And he's just generally being kind of loud and like, I don't know. I'm just like, why would a celebrity want to draw attention to themselves? As we're walking out, we had to walk right past them. And my brother's there getting a picture with him. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Tracy Morgan. I was like, I literally said Sal. I really hope he didn't hear me. So, yeah, that was our fun little Disney sighting. It's funny because as many times as we've been to Disney, we've actually never seen a celebrity there. I think, A, because a lot of times they go to Disneyland, like, on a regular basis. Obviously, they'll visit Disney World. Um, And I think another issue is that a lot of times they're being taken in through back entrances. They have their own personal guides. So unless you are literally, like, on the ride with them, you're not necessarily going to see them. So we've been at the park on days when, like, celebrities have been there and just not seen them. But this was our first time seeing one. So a nice little birthday bonus for Trey. Um, My other update is that the day after that, the day after, like, gorging myself, I decided that was a good day to start this fast I had been wanting to. Actually, it was just because I had ordered it. It's called Prolon. You've maybe heard about it on social media. And I wanted to do it because I am convinced that I am, like, 
<laughs> perpetually fucked up from this black mold that was in one of the buildings I lived at when I was a 2L. And it's called Camelot. Never live there if you're in UF. Because I felt sick like the entire year I lived there. And I would go to the doctor on campus because I don't even think I had health insurance. So he was such a dick. He like quote unquote told me I was a hypochondriac. And mind you, like I have severe doctor fear. Like I don't, I, and I generally go about thinking that I'm like healthy and fine. So having a doctor tell me I was a hypochondriac was like very disconcerting. So I never really did anything about it. I just thought maybe it's my allergies or just really acting up. But I felt like I had cold and flu-like symptoms for like the majority of a year. I was, yeah, Kenzie said I looked sick all the time. I was, like, miserable. You were always so pale and, like, no, she was. She was pale and, like, just generally run down. And Bailey's like, I'm convinced something's wrong with my building. And I was like, well, this building is a piece of crap. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. But even to this day, I feel like people don't take, like, the long-term effects of mold very seriously. And even when you're being affected by it, it's not taken that seriously. So, like, I whatever I was convinced it was this of course when I move out we pull over the fridge it is just black mold like covering the entire corner wall of my kitchen tons of it and I was mortified and again I just feel like I've been struggling with this since I mean that was what like 10 years ago so I was like I'm gonna do this fast because it's supposed to like really help you on like a cellular level and you're supposed to do it it's five days and you're supposed to do it three months in a row for five days to get like the true like cellular benefits so I'm like okay I'm gonna do this a lot of people do it for like weight loss and stuff it's supposed to help you lose like belly fat that's because you're literally eating 750 calories a day so like no shit you're gonna lose like a couple pounds and some water weight temporarily but again I really was hoping it could like help me with my mold journey sorry to give you my whole medical background but just wanted you to know um and I was miserable I was also on my period so being on my period and eating 750 calories a day was just to put it lightly, like not it. It was a hellacious hellhole. Um, but I made it through. And today I was able to have a smoothie. Like, because on the day you're transitioning back, you're supposed to just have like kind of like small meals and not go too crazy. It's vegan and gluten-free, which I guess was a little easier for me since I already pescatarian. I try to like not eat a ton of gluten and dairy. Um, so yeah. But it was not fun, and I'm dreading having to do it for the next two weeks. And again, that's why I'm now recording on a Saturday, because you did not want a Thursday version of me. Like, I was having the most awful headaches. I was having to get in bed at, like, 8 p.m. I don't even know how I got through, like, my work days. I had a hearing on Wednesday, and I'm like, am I going to have enough brain cells to, like, get through this hearing? Somehow I did. It went fine. Um, (laughs) I also have an update about something we talked about last week was – OnlyFans and how they were banning explicit content and I didn't get into it too much but I just kind of gave you like a little update on what was happening with that and this is what they just tweeted so this is an update they said this OnlyFans tweeted this thank you to everyone for making your voices heard we have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change OnlyFans stands for inclusion and we will continue to provide a home for all creators So one thing that stands out about this is they're saying they suspended it. So it's like this could maybe come back again in the future. Um, But something we didn't talk about last week is that OnlyFans previously said the reason they were doing this was to comply with the request of its banking partners and payout providers. So I found an Instagram post by at Stripper Writer and she was citing at Post Cult Rev on Twitter and I thought they had um, 
I, again, I didn't fact check this, but I think this makes sense. So I wanted to share it with you guys. And they say the reason that this change was coming on October 1st is because that's the day that MasterCard is implementing new rules governing sites with adult content that also use MasterCard's payment systems. And the rules will require OnlyFans and every other site that uses MasterCard to verify every user and every person who appears in every adult video and also review all content posted before publication, including real-time review of live streams, which you can think logistically would just be practically impossible with how many creators there are on OnlyFans. And that's just one site that uses MasterCard payment. And apparently this came about and the reason MasterCard made these changes, again, this is just according to this person on Twitter, last December, the New York Times published an opinion piece by someone named Nick Kristoff called The Children of Pornhub. And it accused the site and its parent company of profiting off revenge porn, child porn, and sex trafficking. And one of the primary sources that they used in that article was Trafficking Hub founder Layla McElwaite. She works for a group called Exodus Cry, which is apparently a Christian group that is allegedly anti-sex, anti-homosexuality, and anti-Semitic. Um, and so the point of this Twitter user was that groups like that don't actually care about sex trafficking or non-consensual sites. Their footholds are actually on the broader goal, which is destroying the entire sex industry. And that's really why this all came about. So... The overall point that they're trying to make is that MasterCard's rules aren't going to do anything to actually stop sex trafficking, and they might have a marginal effect on non-consensual videos in general, but overall they won't, you know, it's not having any actual concern for the victims. So I just thought that was a take that I hadn't really seen, and I just wanted to touch on that since we had talked about that last week, and now with this change happening, I thought it was relevant. On a much lighter note, and someone who probably will never have an OnlyFans, uh, Taylor Swift has joined TikTok. She only has two TikToks so far, and they seem like they're edited by a team or something. They were not low-key, chill TikTok vibes, which in my opinion is why people like TikTok. And I think if we see a lot of celebrities and brands using TikTok in a way that it's not normally used, it's going to change the feeling of the app. And I personally am not here for that. I love when celebrities are on it. I always mention her as an example, but I think there's some celebrities who do it really well, like Lizzo. Even Ashley Tisdale, I love her on TikTok. But I think if you have these people who are very image controlled and really trying to put out a certain image, I don't know. I just think it could change the atmosphere of TikTok. But then again, I think uh, Taylor used Tumblr in a really interesting way and used that as a way to really connect with her fans. And I respect her for that. And I I think she kept uh, her interactions on that app very true to the Tumblr vibe. Uh, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz um, are apparently dating and people have been going crazy because they discovered that Channing, Channing is following multiple Zoe Kravitz fan accounts on Instagram, which is just so thirsty. I mean, kind of cute, I guess. I just... This is like my typical feeling of like a very hot, perfect woman with a guy who I just think is like below her. I always use the example, but Dua Lipa and Anwar Hadid, I don't get it. I know Channing, Channing Tatum is technically a sex symbol. If if you aren't familiar, he was in Magic Mike, famously the stripper movie, uh, 21 Jump Street. He kind of always plays an oaf, to put it lightly. Oh, actually, his best role was the one with um, she's the man. She's the man. I that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I was introduced to him, and honestly, probably his best role and best movie to date. Uh, yeah, I just I don't get it. But if they're happy, I'm happy. 
she's a queen. She's truly one of the most beautiful people in Hollywood. It's it's unfair. Um, I wonder how like Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet feel about this relationship. Like, are they for it? I would love to know. Also, just a fun fact is apparently one time I'm from a small town called Satellite Beach, Florida. No one goes there. No, it's such a small town. And one time Channing Tatum was there for a wedding. Do you remember when that happened? Yes, he was there for a wedding. And I still to this day, I don't know. I think it was. I think that's where it was. It's like the one wedding venue in Satellite Beach, like this one on the beach. beach, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's just a fun fact. (laughs) He would, well, he would go to, I think he would be a celebrity that would go to. Well, I actually don't know if it was Jenna Dewan um, because he was married to her at the time or like with her at the time. So I, I never, I never found out whose wedding it was. It was just this huge thing that went around town because it was the most exciting thing that had happened to us in a while. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. You guys know I love some Dancing with the Stars drama. I don't even think we finished last season because we were so annoyed with um, Nev, Neve, Neve from Catfish. We were just like so annoyed that he was so good and like he ended up winning, I think. No, he didn't. Oh. Oh, okay. Caitlin Bristow from... Wife had the, all those passive aggressive messages and tweets. Kenzie oh, continues to not talk on the mic. I apologize, but yes, she's correct. She reminded me that um, after Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette won, Neve's wife like wrote all these shady tweets, and I'm like, "Girl, it's dancing with the stars. It's for He's charity." With the stars. We'll yeah. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. She gets very passionate about you know things. Um, but that was the, just that is the funny. Okay, so but what I wanted to share about this season is that Sunisa Lee, gold Olympic medalist, I'm so obsessed with her. I follow her on Instagram, style icon. She's a gymnast at Auburn, which is so great because of name, image, likeness. So if you hear something referred to as NIL, that is the idea that now college athletes can profit off off of their name, image, and likeness in college, which is great for college athletes. They uh, uh, deserve that so this is part of the reason she can be in college and go on something like dancing with the stars but the significant thing is that jojo siwa the little cute girl who used to always wear bows but now she's come out as part of the lgbtq plus community she's really come into her own lately she was on dance moms when she was younger but she's literally become like a child icon has so much merch at walmart she is the first person who's going to have a same sex partner on dancing with the stars which i thought was very cool we love progressive even if it's fake um because we know abc doesn't really give a shit okay first article of the day y'all know i went in depth into my review of the he's all that trailer which um 100 shows the entire plot of the movie so i had to discuss this article you also know i love amia mercata Mercado article and she wrote one called every thought I had while watching he's all that Mia's recap is on point she says well Netflix says he's all that is here and because the worms in my brain that demand content that will make me go dot 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 why I have no choice but to watch it that's literally like all I do in life is just watch stuff that I'm like why just for this podcast, guys. The gender swap She's All That remake stars TikToker Addison Rae as Paget Sawyer, who liked the actress portraying her as a popular influencer. Paget has a big, messy breakup with her white rapper boyfriend on Instagram Live, loses followers, and plans to regain her fame the only way she knows how, making a bet with a friend to turn a loser into a hot prom king. Romance, betrayal, and dance-offs ensue. I wish there was more Addison dancing instead of just keeping her to lame like TikTok moves, because 
and there is like a scene at the end where she dances but i think addison is a better dancer than they portrayed her as uh Another thing that I took issue with as a plot point, and I realize there's certain plot points in movies that like they have to have, especially when it's a dumb rom-com and it needs to move the plot along. But I just believe if on Instagram Live, if, if a woman was to catch her boyfriend cheating on her and she's upset and she's crying, the person who would gain followers would be the girl. Maybe the guy too, but I don't think the girl in the situation would lose followers dramatically like they show her losing, but okay. There's a lot of things that are impractical in it. Like, she's supposed to be from this really poor family, but her mom's a nurse. Like, why are we acting like a nurse is some, like, like she works this minimum wage job? I mean, she's a nurse. Like, she's educated. That's a very intense job. And for the most part, nurses make pretty good money. Probably not enough in a lot of circumstances, but they make good money. So I was kind of confused by that plot point. I was confused by the fact that... um Paget losing her sponsorship because of this drama with the boyfriend would make it so she didn't have the money to pay for school because if you have a million followers on TikTok like you're making bank if you're even trying a little bit so honey like you losing your one sponsorship was not going to put you in the trash can so instead of telling you all of Mia's thoughts I'm going to tell you mine and on how they differ from Mia in some points so Mia writes Okay, Cameron's younger sister just yelled at him to never touch my bows. Is this the beginning of lots of product placement? Oh, honey, where were you for the first 15 minutes of the show? Where we have five EOS bottles in our face. We have an EOS uh, lip gloss. We have a a lotion. We have Garnier. We have a fake product placement for Kourtney Kardashian's character's company called Bunny Venom. And that is just the beginning of what I can only describe as an onslaught of product placement here's just a few that i caught kenzie please feel free to if there was more you caught pizza hut kfc doritos sun chips bows lucky charms core water garnier skittles adt yes as in the security company tory birch old navy any i forgot i think I'm you're sure on there was more. yeah there's probably more but i think you got the main ones um So clearly Yum! Brands had a big hand in this because they own KFC and Pizza Hut. They also own Taco Bell, but I think the fact that I did not catch a Taco Bell reference means that even Taco Bell realized they were too cool for this movie. Doritos and Sun Chips are owned by Lay's, which is owned by PepsiCo. And again, I don't think I saw Pepsi placement, but I think they are trying to be more subtle about it. But nothing about the product placement in this movie is subtle. It was by far the most distracting thing and kind of maybe my biggest like points off for this movie because I think you go into it and you know it's going to be corny you know it's going to be cheesy like your expectations aren't that high I think I would have given it a couple extra points if it hadn't felt like I was having a commercial shoved down my throat for the entire hour and a half um Addison, like I said after watching the trailer, I thought she was going to be fairly good. And I think she confirmed this for me. She really carries the movie. She is in every scene. It is a lot to go from being a star on TikTok to literally carrying a movie. And I think there had to be an intense amount of pressure on her to do that. And I think she did it really well. I'm not saying she's out. Again, I said this when I watched the trailer. It's not Oscar worthy, but she's endearing. She acts her lines well she shows emotion where she needs to um madison pettis who i'd say is probably traditionally a better actor i don't think she really like outshined addison in it and her character is so insufferable that again you really root for addison this movie was so much better than kissing booth which is all i wanted from it 
And I just think it must have had zero budget and it fully paid for itself on the product placement alone. Because again, it's just, it's the most I've ever seen in my entire life. And this is one thing I really appreciated about it that I don't see people talking about enough is there was no awkward ass teenage sex scenes. And I'm sorry, I know all these people in these shows are always 18 plus so they can have them play like, you know, nude or ki- or have a sex scene or whatever. But I don't need to see cosplay of 14 year olds banging. I just don't. Um, so I was really glad that they just had some cute kisses and that was it. Like, I don't, I don't need to see it. Maybe I'm in the minority on that, but like, I just think it really makes it so that teeny, like 13 year olds think that like everyone's banging when they're 14. And I don't think that's the case. Also nice because they just casually had a same sex couple that wasn't like the focal point and it wasn't a big deal of like, oh, you're gay? You're gay? Yeah, it was just nice. like, oh, good, fine. Easy. Yeah, there was no like coming out issue. We did take issue with the fact that it's always like they take the minority characters and kind of just also throw them in as the homosexual Yeah, I mean, I guess couple. It is a little nice because I feel like sometimes you don't see as much like um, like minority representation of, of same sex. Like, I feel like sometimes it's a lot of white people, but you are right. It's a sense of like, well, I mean, the main characters, of course, are white and we'll have plenty of minorities, but they're going to be the sidekicks. And um, yeah, we'll make one gay, but we're not going to make the main character gay. We're going to make only a a supporting character. Right. And I'm sorry, I just said homosexual. That was kind of like because Kenzie and I were talking about how like outdated the use of homosexual is. That was like an inside joke that I realized like... (laughs) I you guys would not I'm sorry so same sex couples is what I intended to say couples you know um okay so those are my thoughts on she's he's all that just you know if you need something light and fluffy this weekend why not give it a go okay next article give Regina Hall the credit she deserves if you've seen nine perfect strangers you know it's about damn time by Matthew Jacobs I think I very much agree that Regina is a treasure And this article is coming out because Regina plays a character named Carmel in Nine Perfect Strangers, which is on Hulu. And it is a ride, let me tell you. It has so many good actors in it. It has Manny Jacinto from The Good Place looking even more beautiful than usual. Like, he is the only person who could pull off a soul patch. Like, would he look better without it? Yes. But, like, he still looks incredible and godlike. We have Melissa McCartney. We have Nicole Kidman. We have Samara Weaver as an Insta influencer. Side note, Samara is in a movie called Ready or Not, which I'm sure I've spoken about on here because it's like my favorite campy horror movie. It's pretty recent. Adam Brody's in it. Just please see it. It's so good. I, ugh, Kenzie and I both loved it. I don't know if it has good reviews or if other people like it, but I really enjoyed it. Back to Nine Perfect Strangers. The concept of the show is that nine people go to a wellness retreat. It's hosted by Nicole Kidman's character. Her name is Masha. Regina Hall's character is sort of meek. She wears cardigans. Her hair is kind of like all over the place. She's purposely made to look frumpy, which is difficult when you look like Regina Hall. It's like when they try to make um, Margot Robbie look frumpy, you know? And her husband left her for a younger woman and she wants to find herself and lose weight. But she also has anger issues. So it gives her character kind of this like fun dimension. And Regina Hall's playing of this character is so spot on and so good. And I like this interview because Matt talks about how genuinely warm Regina is and how she's staying in a Marriott because her home's being renovated. 
Like, I love that it's not the Ritz. It's a Marriott. And she says she recently had to rebook the room in her assistant's name to avoid being declared a squatter. <laughs> like, she's not out there, like, renting a $9,500 house like Erica Jane and being like, it's so small. It's so tiny. <laughs> I also learned in this article that uh, Nicole Kidman never broke character, which is so creepy and terrifying. And I think Regina was short, sort of shook by it, too. And... As another aside and something I've also definitely talked about before, because guys, like my opinions on these things just don't change. Can we please let Nicole Kidman speak in her normal accent? I'm so sick of her having weird fake ones where inevitably her Australian accent comes through. I just, I'm over it. This happens in uh, pretty, what's that one called? Where big little lies i want to call it pretty little thing i always want to call it pretty little thing which is a clothing company big little lies and then again in why am i blanking the one with hugh grant the undoing undoing. thank you uh so i feel like regina was kind of on the opposite end of this method acting because she says that when she was filming um the season she had to go back and re-record some of her dialogue which is pretty typical whenever you're filming something and upon entering the studio she realized Carmel's cadence was so unlike her own that she needed to hear the original audio in order to replicate it I was like oh I forgot Carmel talks like that Hall says as though she were referring to a long lost friend so you know I like that more than like being creepy and staying in character the whole time like literally is Nicole Kim and going out to dinner at Gracias Madre and like staying in character I just no can you can you imagine you're the waiter and she's talking to you like yes may i please have the vegan nachos like <laughs> but like in a bad russian accent i know i can't do may it. i have the vegan nachos almost <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> but, like, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound russian at all but they keep being like russian masha russian masha and you're like i Yes, she's Russian. Yes, having our sister Danny, who was a Russian minor and speaks in Russian all the time, like I can tell you this does not sound Russian. Um, anyways, bottom line, I just thought she seemed adorable and I want her to have all this success. She seems so cool. Okay, our first non-cut article. I usually put these at the beginning, but there's just one that I had to share this little part of it because it's so funny to me. So the New York Times did a profile on Casey Musgraves because she recently announced her album with an accompanying movie is coming out. It's called Starcrossed. It's the follow-up to Golden Hour. And I love that this article refers to her as a yeehaw Mona Lisa. That's just so perfect. I think really encapsulates who Casey is uh, being kind of enigmatic, you know, but also a lot yeehaw but this is my favorite part and I've seen this kind of going around on social media Elena sent me this um but it's so good it says Musgrave's phone lit up look at this she said raising a sly eyebrow and springing from the couch answer it one of her partners she works with said no she replied then okay she tapped the screen Justin Bieber appeared you freaking love an unannounced FaceTime dude Musgrave said my bad Bieber said what are you guys doing when Musgrave's hung up she eyed the group this has been happening a lot recently. I'll be lying in bed, hungover at 8 a.m. FaceTime. It's a decline for me, but he's so sweet, she said. Anyway, new friend. <laughs> also, I want to know, like, the rest of the conversation. Like, what did she say they were up to? Like, how long did they talk? Why was he calling her? Are they doing a collab together? She declined Justin Bieber's call. No, she didn't decline it this time. She declined it when she's hungover. That's hung what over. I mean. That's what I mean, though. At one point, she's like, no, I don't feel like answering justin i mean can you imagine jb calling your hungover ass i wish i could imagine it sounds delightful and like the best wake-up call i could ever receive but 
I don't know. I wouldn't want to be looking crusty. I don't think Casey probably looks crusty when she wakes up, though. Um, I also love that she said, I wasn't going to be a real country artist without at least one divorce under my belt under my belt because obviously she recently divorced her husband and this album is kind of I think the catharsis from all of that happening she describes it as a tragedy in three parts um it's the article also writes that her Instagram feed has lit up with snuggly image of a new boyfriend called Cole Schaefer a poet who writes under the name January Black they met when they spied each other across a crowded restaurant he did not know who I was which I loved Musgrave said okay first off I'm sad she's not dating the Dartmouth doctor anymore which, like, that was a very short-lived relationship. Do we believe that he didn't know who she was? I'm sort of skeptical. Kenzie's shaking her head no. I just, I don't know. I I mean, I guess Casey Musgraves, she's not like a Nicole Kidman. Like, I could see some people, if you don't follow pop at all, but if you're, like, a poet on Instagram, I don't know. How do you avoid seeing Casey Musgraves stuff? She has a very distinct look to her. I know she's not as distinct as like Nicole Kidman, but like you, she's got the hair. She's got the really long share hair. She always has some type of outfit on. Like, you know what I mean? She's. I don't feel like Casey even when she's like blending in. I don't know. In her defense, I do think when she goes out, she looks pretty normal. I don't think she's like all done. I think a lot of times she's in something pretty normal and like not wearing a ton of makeup. But I agree. I'm skeptical. I, I like she's just got a she's just guy look to it. I think whenever people say they don't know who someone is, or if they say like you didn't Google them right after, I'm always like, okay, honey. Well, then you should probably start because that's just ignorant. <laughs> okay, I didn't have an official like deep cut, or I think about this a lot article, but this week the cut did an article on going out tops. And it did get me thinking about just like going out tops in general. And I'm kind of sad that I feel like I kind of like missed out on that era because when I was in college which would have been like peak going out top time it was 2007 to 2011 it was like frowned upon at my school I feel like it's like really dress up like you were supposed to be kind of low-key it was also high-key negative 27 degrees sometimes when you're going out so like you were just holding on to that fleece for dear life and I mean I would put on like a little going out outfit but a lot of times it was just I mean, I was not a fashion icon. It would usually be some like frumpy ass dress I got from Forever 21 with a chunky belt and tights and cowboy boots, um, which cowboy boots are so in right now. I'm glad I saved all my cowboy boots. <laughs> um, I need to wear those. I got to bring them out. Got to have a little Casey vibe, a little Yeehaw Mona Lisa vibe. Um, but yeah, I just wish like I had had like more sparkly tops, more like lace camis, more of the tops with the built-in necklaces all of Real Housewives of the OC season one. I mean, what was your equivalent of the going out top? It was probably like, um, it was always a statement necklace. You always had a statement necklace. And it was kind of, I remember them being kind of bright and kind of like V-neck, I think. Yes, lots of V-necks. A I lot of V-necks. I, I don't know. I don't really know either. I definitely did not really have going out clothes when I was in college. Like I purposely like never bought them. But I also like going out circa 2013 to 2016 in Gainesville, Florida was a lot different than going out Dartmouth, you know, a few like six years earlier. And it was always like and also like being in a sorority I feel like people who weren't in sororities had a very had a uniform and then girls in sororities had a going out uniform that had like a total 180 like halfway through my year. 
I had a lot of the um oh what what those those body suits that were like the the crisscross. Like they were like V neck and they like crisscrossed in the top and you were like I I would have killed the chokers I would have killed for like bodysuits existing when I was in college because it's so nice like you don't have to tuck anything in bodysuits just like were not a thing when I was in college and I feel like that's the other issue is that things were just notoriously not flattering for my body type what was in at that time period a low slung jean with a cropped like handkerchief top was never going to be a good look for me personally so maybe like it was just like body insecurities that stopped me from really leaning into a going out top not even body insecurities just like trying to dress for something that was like more flattering and comfortable for my body type um I really I did love like a CNC California like layered spaghetti strap top like a la LC um from Laguna Beach but I don't know. It was just some food for thought. I was like, wow, I just think now is my time to really embrace the going out top. And I've been trying to get my sister to knit me, actually, speaking of handkerchief tops, a little handkerchief top because she has her own. I haven't talked about this on here yet, but she has her own Etsy shop called Share S-H-E-R, The Crafts. You can also follow her on Instagram. She makes the coolest stuff. She just listed this rainbow cardigan, which is honestly incredible. I saw her, like, the process of making it. She put so much time and effort into it. I told her she should literally list it for minimum $350. I think she has it listed for $215. So definitely check out her Etsy. Um, I think you will love it. She makes, like, little bucket hats. And if you message her, like, and you say you want something, she'll make it for you. Um... So just like throwing that out there. She's doing it as a little hobby. Like since she graduated college, she's kind of like trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. So go support her and her cute ass shit. So that's kind of like um, a legit shit for the day. But I have another one and that is called UUYEWYEW. This is a smoking uh, brand. It's at uushop.com slash Bailey Evan. If you want to use my affiliate code, I'll get a little kickback from that. And if you type in Bailey Evan, B-A-I-L-E-Y-E-V-I-N at checkout, checkout, you'll get 15% off. Their pipes are so gorgeous. Like they look like statement like pieces. Aren't they so pretty? Yeah, they're really pretty. They don't look they don't look like pipes. No, they just look like a cool glass piece. They have like ashtrays, they have grinders, um, but the pipes are just glass and gorgeous. I have the lilac one and then they gifted me the mint green one, which are both so pretty. I have the half circle shape, but the triangle ones are really cool. So check them out. You will not be disappointed. And I think that's it for this week. I'll see you next week, guys. Oh, and of course, as always, please like tag me on Instagram if you've listened and you've enjoyed the episode at Bailey Evan or at Kind of Cute Podcast. Please, please, please leave me a five star review on Apple Podcasts or a written review. I know I'm like begging, but it's been a while since I've got one. And if you're listening and if you haven't left one yet, I would love to hear from you. Please reach out if you have anything to say, if there's anything you want to hear more about different types of articles, deep cut things you want me to touch on, anything. You know I'm here to listen to all of your suggestions. Thank you guys. Bye.